0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast Monsters Are People. Today we'll be covering the case of Katie Ruff. If you are sensitive to cases involving young children, click away now. Katie Ruff was a seven-year-old girl from York. People who knew her described her as smart, beautiful, who loved to read books, especially anything by Dr. Seuss, the children's books, like Cat in the Hat. She loved to play outside, she loved to get muddy, and she loved looking for worms. She liked to go on teddy bear picnics, and she doted on their family dog called Walter. She was described as a daddy's girl. She was a normal, sweet, and typical seven-year-old. Just two weeks before her death, Katie got to be a part of her mum, Alison, and her dad, Paul's, wedding. She got to be a bridesmaid and I'm sure any little girl would have loved to have that experience to get dressed up and get their hair done and enjoy a wedding and a party. I'm so glad that the family got this memory with Katie there. This family's fairy tale came to an end on the 9th of January 2017 when little Katie was found in a field close to her home. A member of the public had found a teenage girl who was on her phone She was actually on the phone to the police at the time. This man actually thought she had been attacked. She had told him that Katie was dead and told the man where she was. The man actually sent her with his wife to their nearby home to wait for the police so that he could go and check on Katie. Now, from what I've researched, she didn't have a heartbeat when the paramedics arrived on scene and they were trying to perform CPR until she arrived at the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Katie had slashes to both her neck and her torso, but these were not fatal. The cause of death was actually asphyxiation. This scene would have been absolutely heartbreaking to everyone involved. The perpetrator was actually the 15 year old girl that the man had believed to be a victim. 13 minutes after the 15 year old had actually phoned the police to tell them that she's dead, Katie's mum had phoned them, concerned that her daughter had not yet returned home. She had been at school that day and went out to play after and it had been 45 minutes since the mother, Alison, had last saw her. This shows what an attentive mother Alison was. She knew that after 45 minutes, it was so unusual for her daughter to have not checked in that she phoned the police immediately to raise the concern for her daughter's well-being. Once the parents found out that Katie was in the field nearby their home they rushed to the scene and it was reported that Alison was heard screaming, she's killed my daughter. The police had to try and guide the distressed parents away from the area. I couldn't imagine the pain of wanting to hold your baby in that moment and not being allowed to comfort them. Katie's dad Paul had the difficult job of having to identify his daughter Katie's family have really been through so much and I really pray that they found some peace. Now I remember this case unfolding in the news and I remember at the beginning people did have a rough idea of who the 15-year-old girl was but the 15-year-old perpetrator of this case was granted anonymity so she is not legally allowed to be named. The day after Katie's murder the police appealed for witnesses who had seen two girls Katie aged 7 and the 15-year-old perpetrator. On the 11th, the 15-year-old appeared in court charged with her murder and possession of an offensive weapon. This weapon was actually the Stanley blade that she had took from her grand's kitchen and that she used to attack Katie. She had slashed Katie's torso and her neck with this knife. She appeared via video link and she denied the charges of murder. Just a week after her death on the 16th of January, it would have been Katie's 8th birthday. To celebrate and honour Katie's memory, balloons were released at her primary school, Westfield. Katie's funeral was held on the 13th of February, 2017. More than 300 people came to mourn and celebrate her short life. Katie was described as a sweet, quiet girl who loved to read, and her coffin was decorated with Dr. Seuss characters, like Cat in the Hat. An online appeal was also organised which raised over £25,000 for the family, which I think is amazing and it just shows the level of support this family had from the community and the public. Following her funeral, a memorial bench was placed at the Museum Gardens in York. Katie used to go there and she would enjoy feeding the squirrels. I feel like this is a nice touch for people to be able to go and remember Katie, somewhere that she used to enjoy going. On the 3rd of July, the girl who cannot be named due to legal reasons pled guilty to the lesser charge of manslaughter. The girl was now aged 16 and the charge was accepted rather than pushing for a murder charge due to the diminished responsibility. The girl was said to be suffering from severe mental health problems and this was brought up in trial. Throughout the trial, the girl's mental health issues were brought up It turned out the girl had been suffering with severe mental health issues, which had taken a turn for the worse in 2016, which actually resulted in her being taken out of mainstream education. There was a history of self-harm and she had been hurting herself since Christmas 2015. Her mental health deteriorated over time. The girl started to suffer from delusions. She believed that people were being controlled by hostile forces like robots. Although this is to us an obvious delusion, to her it was very real and very scary. The girl had not yet been diagnosed by a doctor prior to killing Katie, but it was being investigated by her doctors at the time. This wasn't a case where the defendant was trying to plead insanity as a last-ditch effort to avoid prison. She and her family were trying to get her help. The 15-year-old was actually assessed four times by health professionals throughout the trial. These health professionals, although they could not agree on a diagnosis that she suffered, they did all agree that she did have a diminished responsibility at the time of the crime. During the investigation, the police found disturbing items in the teenager's room and it showed a history of her psychosis and how it was deteriorating. She had drew stickmen and wrote... They are not human, which on its own doesn't seem too concerning. But knowing the delusion that she was suffering that led to her killing Katie, it was clearly a red flag. The girl had thought that Katie had been taken over by a robot and at the time of the crime, she truly believed this. There was also a Lion King Teddy that had its chest cut open. An old friend of the teenager later came out and said that she was a nice girl. She was a little weird and she loved to talk about death. It's pretty clear in hindsight that this girl's mental health was deteriorating fast. She had posted on Instagram just 48 hours before the killings, showing deep cuts to her arms with the caption, Mentally seriously not okay. The girl had been making loud cries for help, but if you were from the UK, I'm sure you will agree that a lot more needs to be done to support people with mental health issues here. And I am in no way excusing this girl of her crimes. These crimes were unacceptable. But I am just highlighting the fact that mental health support in this country needs to improve to prevent cases like this happening in the future. Katie's killer was sentenced to life with a minimum of five years detained. The doctors could not agree on a time that they believed that her killer would no longer pose a threat to society. Everyone will have different thoughts on this sentencing. Personally, the thought of what if she does get better and is out by the time she's 21. She was only 16 when she was sentenced. I do not believe that a five year sentence would be enough for the crime that was committed. It's also worrying that what if her mental health deteriorates again? Many things happen over the years that mean your medication may need adjusted. For instance, if you're a female and you get pregnant, your medication sometimes needs to be adjusted. I would hope that the justice system will ensure that she isn't released until she no longer poses a threat. And I hope that they have some sort of monitoring system to ensure that nothing like this ever happens again. I think it's important to mention that as a result of this case, a mental health charity called SANE called for an independent inquiry into this crime and whether it could have been preventable. They are concerned that other young people in the area are not receiving the appropriate care. The teen had been on medication for anxiety and depression and had sought out help for her mental health issues. The chief executive for SANE said that young people in the area were being made to go miles away to get treatment for mental health conditions. And the Prime Minister at the time, Theresa May, acknowledged the serious lack of local services, not just limited to this region. It is now 2020 and there is no update on if this crime could have been prevented, which I believe it could have been with better support. The NHS are also doing an inquiry into if this death was preventable. I think this country as a whole need to take mental health problems more seriously. In 2018, there were 6,507 deaths by suicide. That's a scary statistic. And one in four people in this country will suffer from mental health problems in their lifetime. So that being said, there should be a lot more help in place for people who are suffering with their mental health. I would like you to imagine something Imagine that you are on your wits end, you have just had a mental breakdown, you are very vulnerable and you finally reach out for help. Now imagine going into your doctor and being told that you're going to be put on a waiting list to receive your help. You would leave that office feeling deflated and even more depressed than when you went in. Some people in this country are having to wait months before they finally get seen. And there was a huge debate last year about hidden waiting lists where people were having to wait an extended period of time before getting seen by a therapist. It takes a lot of courage to try and get help. And I feel like the country, the health system's lacking in their response. It takes a lot for someone to reach out and to then be told, you're on a waiting list. It's heartbreaking. And the country needs to do more. I really hope that anything that comes from this case, I hope it's that mental health systems in this country improve. Thank you for listening to Monsters Are People, hosted by CC. As always, I hope Katie, her family and anyone affected by this crime finds peace and closure. Bye.